so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It's our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Today we are talking about something I'm sure you probably don't struggle with, because <laughs> I don't, complaining. Ouch! <laughs> I'm scared, but truthfully, we can all struggle in this area, so you are not alone if you had the same reaction I did. All right, let's get started. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are wrapping up a series that we've been doing to go along with the launch of our most recent book, In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake. And if you didn't see it, it just released last week, so we're pretty excited. But today's topic's a kind of a hard topic to talk about. We're going to be talking about how not to grumble our way through suffering. Well, do, we, do we have a special guest on today to talk about that? <laughs> no, because... <laughs> I feel a little ill-prepared to talk about that. I'd like It'll to, be I'd okay. Like to, I'd like to phone a friend. Right, exactly. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. All right. Okay. So we'll take a look at why we can all be so tempted to complain in the midst of our chaos. But we'll also look at some very specific things we have been thankful for in the middle of our own storm. So... I think I, I just need to start off by saying I really, I struggle with people who complain <laughs> I, and it's in complainers. I don't know why it is like a thorn in my side. That is, that is one of the truest things you've said on this podcast. I just thought I ever. should let everybody that know so true. if you're my friend and you complain all the time, I'm going to have a really hard time. I don't, I really, we don't really have any s- friends that complain though. That's good. I, and I, so. maybe I just don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> You don't, but in all seriousness, you, you don't complain like that. I mean, obviously you're human and it, it, occasionally you will, but in general, like you are not a complainer and, and it is true. You don't do well when other people around you are, are complaining, right. whether that's me or one of the kids or a friend or, you know, somebody at church. Maybe that's why we're together. That I mean, I, I'm just kidding. I don't I think thought it com- was my good luck. But I, <laughs> I don't think you complain all the time. No, you know, we got to, we have to balance one another out, but I'm a work in progress. Okay. Back to the whole complaining. So what's really funny is we have been re- as a family, we just, this has actually been really great. And if you want to do this with your family, I would highly recommend it. If you have kids that are a little bit older, um, we decided at the beginning of the year that we were going to go through the Bible, the whole Bible together, um, in, in this year in the chronological Bible, and we are going to use the U version plan, which kind of gives you each day what you need to read. And it has been so good. Oh my word. It's just, everybody has stayed on track. Not that I don't, you know, I do get a few days behind and then I have to catch up or whatever, but everybody has really been staying on track. And I think, oh, I don't know. I'm just so glad we thought of doing that. But what's been funny, well, not funny, but it's interesting as you, as you listen to the Bible, (laughs) you realize how many people complain in the Bible. And I was, there was a whole stretch of when you're hearing the Israelites complain over and over and over again. And I think I came, I think finally one day I said to you, honey, like, oh my word, I don't think I can take this anymore. Like, why will they not? They get, and then God like blesses them and gives them what they've been like longing for, and they they're happy for like one day, and then the, then and they're then complaining the, and then again. The they're like all, literally, they're they're back into what they were just com- doing, yeah. and it's it's so. 
it can it can be maddening and at the same time you're like oh that's that's me like i i do that and so, i anyways, know and that's but, and that's what was interesting when i was listening to this and feeling frustrated then i'd be like ooh but actually isn't that me you know i can god can show up and do this thing and then you know how easy it is to forget and start complaining again and be so blind to God's goodness and faithfulness. So as we start uh, talking about complaining, I think it would a good place to begin is just with the theme of thankfulness or gratitude. And when we think about being rooted in Christ, living a life that is anchored in Him and built on who He is and what He's done. I mean, I think thankfulness should be just like spilling out of us, don't yeah. you, honey? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting just how much the Bible talks about thankfulness or, or you know, yeah. giving thanks mm-hmm. or, um, you know, praising God. And, you know, I mean, in all seriousness, I know we're joking about, you know, me complaining. I mean, I, that that's an area that, that where suffering has been so good for me, mm. you know, walking through uh, cancer over the last two and a half years. Like, I mean, I, I really struggled um, you know, in that area for, for a lot of years where, you know, I could be discontent or always see the negative mm-hmm. or be critical. And that's where cancer has been so good for me. It's really, I think God has used that. Um, and the spirit of God has, has used that in my, my own heart to, to bring about great transformation. And there's much greater thankfulness or gratitude today than, you know, three years ago. Yeah. And so, and I do feel like I should say, you know, obviously we were, we were joking around about some of that and, but there are things in life that are really hard. And, and, and so it is easy to complain. And some of us would, you know, I mean, I would even say, well, gosh, I mean, I feel like you should be complaining about that. That's really awful. Um, so I, I don't want to make light of our suffering that, that makes us feel makes us grumble and makes us complain. I mean, there's those things that are really, really hard and we can't understand them. But the Bible does have a lot to say about suffering um, and complaining in the midst of suffering. Yeah, that's so I'm I'm glad you you uh, said that. And and so I think it's so important for us to be honest with God, to be honest with one another. And and yet what God does is he, he brings about even in the midst of that hard painful season God does bring about in us, I think, greater gratitude for who he is, what he's done for us, for the hope that we have. And so I, I think it's really important for us, though, to to really be reminded of the need for for thankfulness and gratitude in our life. Mm. And, you know, I want to just share a couple passages. There's so many we could share from the New Testament in particular, but I want to share just a couple uh, that I think are challenging. You know, there's one, one we'll share from the New Testament and one of the Psalms. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, um, Paul writing here says, Give thanks in all circumstances, mm. um, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. you know, so just sometimes we think about, what's God's will for my life? You know, what am I going to do? You know, we tend to think about that like yeah. uh, in terms of the future. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, here um, Paul is saying, well, one of God's very clear <laughs> desires for you is that you would be a thankful person, that in all circumstances, you would give thanks. Um, mm. that, that's God's will for your life. Um, even in the midst of suffering, even in the midst of, of painful seasons, to give thanks, um, that, that can be challenging. And then yeah. Psalm 34, verse 1 says, I will praise the Lord at all times. Uh, I will constantly speak his praises. And I think a lot of times w- what happens is when we give praise to God, when we give thanks to him, um, it, it really does change. Our, our circumstances don't necessarily go away. Um, but it really begins to change how we see our circumstances. Mm-hmm. And as we begin to worship and give thanks, I mean, that's one of the ways I think we, we do battle with discouragement and despair 
uh, we do battle against, you know, uh, spiritual discouragement mm. um, is by giving thanks and having gratitude. But I just, th- those two verses in particular, I think are just great reminders that that really is something that, that God wants to cultivate in our life as we think about rooting our life in Christ and knowing him and walking with him. Um, what he produces in us in time is, I think, greater gratitude and thankfulness. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it changes our perspective. And I can remember you know, you even saying as you were going through, um, cancer treatment, just like it it was so noticeable the things that people would complain about and you just wanted to say, well, at least you're alive, you know? And I think again, we could all, everybody's suffering is different. And so, you know, we won't ever understand what somebody else is going through. So this isn't to minimize that, but I think, I guess my point in all of that is that suffering has a way of of opening your eyes to what's really important and um, giving thanks in all circumstances like we just read in 1 Thessalonians. Um, I think, like you also said, there's a battle going on. And so we see this battle in our life to, you know, it's like we have to constantly fight to be thankful and to give praise no matter what. And I, our first tendency is to complain and grumble and, and be, and throw our arms up and like, why? Um, but God tells us to be thankful, but we have, it's this battle. And so what is it that, what is it within us or against us? Why, why is it such a fight? What, what enemies are we fighting here? I love, I think it was GK Chesterton who said that gratitude is the mother of all virtues. And I think what mm-hmm. he meant by that is that, that you you can't get any of the other virtues in your life without passing through thankfulness. In other words, you can't be a loving person without being thankful. Um, you can't be a person full of joy uh, without thankfulness. You, you, know, you can't be a person who, who's at peace without thankfulness. And so mm-hmm. what Chesterton was getting at was that you know, gratitude or thankfulness is, is really so foundational for every other virtue in the Christian life. And, and so every other virtue really builds on gratitude or, or thankfulness. And there's probably so many different enemies that, that you know, kind of war against, um, you know, being thankful or, or having, um, you know, just a grateful heart. I think of just how discontent we can be. We always want more. We're looking at what yeah. we don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that's a huge enemy, I think, to being thankful. You know, we can look at what we don't have and um, or we, we think we need that or, you know, instead of looking at everything I have and, and don't deserve. I mean, again, mm-hmm. it's just a, a shift in perspective. I can look at all of the things that, that I that I don't have instead of looking at things that I do have yeah. and being grateful for those mm-hmm. things. And, you know, you, you alluded to that. I think going through cancer treatment, you begin to go, oh, wow, like I have been given so much mm. and like everything begins now to to take on new meaning for me. Like I'm not guaranteed this afternoon or tomorrow. And so um, I begin to, to be so grateful for a dinner together as a family because I'm not guaranteed mm, that I'm going to get that yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I become grateful for waking up, you know, next to you uh, the next morning. And I'm not guaranteed that. I, right. Um, you know, I'm grateful that I get to go out and go for a run right now. Mm. Um, two years ago, I couldn't do that. All those things seem so small and insignificant. Mm-hmm. We can just run by them. Right each day. And so I think just focusing on what we do have that we don't deserve. I feel like that's um, a really practical takeaway, really, honestly. I mean, maybe it's if you're really struggling with being thankful and complaining, just writing down those things that you are thankful for. That reminds me of Ann Voskamp's book, 1000 Gifts, and um, which is such a beautiful book. But the whole 
the whole premise and point is that, you know, there's so much that we can be thankful for. Let's write down those gifts of our every single day, that the gifts that we notice in our every day. Yeah. Don't you think envy would be another another enemy of, yeah. of you know, being thankful or grateful? I mean, I think, you know, there's lots of different mm-hmm. definitions of, you know, envy, but um, I, one of my favorite definitions, if I'm saying this right, if I'm remembering this right, but um, envy is is uh, sorrow at another's good. Yeah, you know, that honestly kind of ties into discontentment too, right? Because we envy somebody because we're not happy with what we yeah. have and we see what they have. Or um, I definitely think, you know, that is something that is so rampant, honestly, envy in our culture and um, with our friends even, you noticed you notice that it's hard. There's people that they just really struggle to celebrate mm-hmm. with others yeah. because they they want what that person has. Yeah, and I, I think that you know all of us can struggle, you know, with envy. I mean, looking yes. at, at somebody else's marriage or somebody else's health. You know, I mm-hmm. look at other guys' you know, their hair. I think, oh man, I <laughs> right. wish I had that. It always comes um, back to the hair. But you know, the beard. You, you know how many times we've been out and somebody has oh, stopped my word. me. People said, that literally is an amazing beards. I hold on to that. Yeah, they actually, yeah. and that is not a lie. People, <laughs> I watch grown men walk by you and just stare at your beard in uh, awe. <laughs> I, have to, I have to give thanks for what the Lord has given me. That's, that's one of the few things that, that I can hold on to. But yeah, I mean, those, you know, we, that envy is just that idea of, of looking at somebody else's life, mm. whatever it is, and, and wishing that, that that was ours. And, you know, that can be so so dangerous it can be so devastating to the soul because again when we're constantly looking at what somebody else has and wishing we had it we're, we're completely blind mm. then to um, what God has given us that that we don't deserve yeah the gifts and, yeah. and so again that that's I think envy you know is um, another another big enemy to to thankfulness I, I would put that at the top of the list yeah and I, and I think those are all that's all part of just the spiritual battle the real spiritual battle that's going on. Um, that Satan does not want us to be content. So I think that, you know, obviously that's the overall, the overarching um, premise here is that that w- there is a real spiritual battle going on. And I feel like discontentment, envy, those are part of, of the enemy's plan for us and, and what he wants. Um, he wants us to be discontent. He wants us to envy what somebody else has. Um, because then we aren't thankful for all that God has given us. So, um, so how do you think that God uses suffering to cultivate thankfulness in us? And when I say that, I'm asking you specifically, honey, because I think you can really speak to this because of all that has happened in the last few years. How, how do you feel like God, you, you alluded to it a little bit already, but really I've seen it you've talked about it in, in our personal life and in, in church and you've talked about it so much that God has used your suffering to really make you aware of all that you have. And so can you, how did he, can you share that with our listeners? How has he used your suffering to really cultivate and grow that thankfulness in you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I think one of the things that we talk about in the book is that we, you know, suffering is not a guarantee that, that you are going to be changed. Um, you know, lots of people go through suffering and they're not any more like Christ than they were before the suffering. Mm -hmm. And so suffering is never a guarantee that we're going to be, you know, more mature or more like Christ or more transformed. It's, it's really who we turn to in the midst of our suffering that has the power to change us or transform us. And so I think as we do that, I mean, suffering, um, certainly there's a lot of people who, um, as they go through something difficult, a miscarriage or, 
you know, financial loss, um, you know, an illness, whatever it is that their suffering turns them away from God and they get angry at God, Mm -hmm. they get bitter or resentful. And yet when we turn to God, when we make that, that really crucial decision to keep turning to Jesus and walking with him, you know, God really by his grace begins to change us from the inside out. And we begin to realize like just how good he is and just, Mm. you know, what we have that we, that we don't deserve. And, and I think that there's so many, you know, different examples of that. I shared some of those already. Um, I mean, even in my own case, like there are people that have walked through cancer that have suffered a lot worse mm. than I have. Now, we never want to do that as a way of minimizing what we've been. I mean, you, you are your own reference point for suffering. And so we never want to minimize our suffering or minimize somebody else's suffering. But I think as you think about that, I mean, again, it's it's all about this, this change in perspective. Mm-hmm. And how many things that, that we have or enjoy that can instantly be taken away with a phone call or mm-hmm. a text message or a visit to the doctor. And I think when you start to get your mind around that, you begin to go, wow, like, like everything I have is really such a gift from God. Right. Um, I'm not guaranteed the next minute. I'm not guaranteed the next day, the next year. Um, and I think that begins to change you and you begin to realize just how much we have in our life, what we, we can experience that is, is really a gift from God. It's God's grace that he gives us life and the ability to get out of bed in the morning mm-hmm. I and mean, all of those things I, I think he uses to really cultivate a heart of thankfulness. Yeah. And I think like you mentioned, just running, you know, you've been able to get back to running the last few months without, without it hurting you know, I mean, it might hurt a little bit, but that's just because you haven't been running. It's because I'm old and out of shape. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, that seems like that's a normal thing for a lot of people. Right. You know, they just get up and they go for a run. And you, that was something you wanted to do for a long time. And that was a big deal when you were able to start running again. And so I, again, I've seen this all like the thankfulness cultivated in you. Like you would have never thought about that before. Yeah. I think there's just so many things. Maybe what I was trying to say, I I know I was kind of um, rambling a bit there, but there's just so many things we take for granted, you know, before suffering. And, and so I think when you, when you go through something difficult, whatever it is, um, it does make you appreciate what you have, you know, that much more. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah. And when you talked about the miscarriages, you know, that uh, immediately in my mind, I think there were, you know, I had, if you're listening and you haven't heard me talk about my miscarriages, I had five miscarriages and I, we have four living children. And so, um, our miscarriages were a couple of them were at 20 weeks and 16 weeks and they never had any explanation and of why it was happening. It was a really just awful, it was there. I had, I was pregnant nine times in 10 years. And so five of those were miscarriages and four were, um, children that were living. And I, wow, I'm going to tell you something that when you go through, when I went through that, I, the thankfulness for how I was so thankful that I had, I realized what a miracle a living child was, honestly, that, that I was able to have four living children. It was, it was such a gift. And so even though it was such, you know, I think back to that time and it was so cloudy in my mind and hard and emotional and just really awful. I was able to walk out of that season, thanking the Lord that I had four living children and realizing what a miracle and what a gift that is. And that's, you know, what we're talking about here, that God uses our suffering to kind of open our eyes and awaken us to remember and, and see 
the gifts that he has given us. So um, as we close, I thought, you know, it'd be good to share just a few things, um, especially for those of you who have been listening um, over the last several weeks of, uh, as we've been sharing more about our journey through cancer, um, just some of the things that we are most thankful for. Um, we want to share those with you. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, the things that we've already been talking about, so we'll just kind of put this at the top of the list is that I would say that, um, I'm thankful for being more awake today, mm. um, than I was three years ago. Mm. And what I mean by, I, I've oftentimes said that I, I feel like that, you know, post-cancer, my life went from being in black and white to color. And, and so there, there's, you know, again, I think I went through life in a lot of situations, just sort of taking things for granted. And now everything feels like it's in color. Um, I feel far more awake to the gifts that God has given me, whether that's mm-hmm. a walk with my daughter or driving to the store with my son or mm-hmm. us going for a walk at night or going on a date. I mean, all of those things now are filled with such new meaning and significance for me. And I don't mm-hmm. stop there. I think you know, the, the goal there is to look at those things and then to thank God for them. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would put that at the top of the list. I feel like I'm more awake. I've, I've um, you know, sort of, uh, you know, my eyes have been open to just everything that God has, has given me. Like I don't deserve any of that. And so I'm just more awake to, to what God has given us that we don't deserve. Yeah. And so that, that would be number one. Um, the second thing that I'm really thankful for is that Pat Twink is different than he was three <laughs> years ago. And maybe, maybe you're thankful for that. No, I too, mean, but I, I mean, I'm I thankful would, for that for myself, but, but yeah, but change, right. I mean, yeah, just change. when you think about who we are today, um, I mean, I'm just grateful. I mean, I know I've shared before, like sometimes I cringe at who I was 10 years ago mm. or 15 years ago, or sometimes, you know, six months ago. Mm. And so one of the great gifts, again, this is what the whole book was about is that God does change us and mold us and grow us yeah. up and, and mature us. And he's working to complete us mm-hmm. and man, suffering is, is it's painful. It's hard. It's difficult. It's scary. We cried a lot and we still do. But it is changing us, and and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, um, every single bit of it he used, yep. and I feel like he just keeps using it to really, really, ch- the change is so deep, too, yeah. when you go through that. I mean, I think another thing, um, just real quickly before before we close, just a couple of other really practical examples is that I feel like that that I'm um, more sympathetic to others who are suffering. Mm, definitely. And, and so I think suffering softens you. I mm-hmm. mean, it can harden you for sure. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, as God's spirit is, is at work in us and we're responding to his grace, um, suffering really does soften us. It, it makes us more tender to other people's suffering. It opens our eyes to, um, you know, people's pain that they're walking through. And, and then I think, you know, um, lastly is just the, the closeness that we have with God. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's what trials are, are meant to, to draw us to the greatest treasure there is. And that's God himself. Yeah. And so I think that's where thankfulness, um, really comes in when we, when Jesus is our greatest treasure, uh, we can't help but praise him and, and give thanks for him. And so I think there's this closeness in relationship that I think we would both say we have today that is different than two years ago or three years ago. And I think that's what what suffering has the power to do is is to draw us closer to God, who is the source of our hope and comfort and joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really grateful for that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I say all the time that I wouldn't wish cancer on my worst enemy, but I also wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm. And, and part of that is because um, it's drawn me closer to God. Right. There's a, just a deeper understanding of who God is and honestly his love and care 
for you. That's how I feel. I feel like it's just the depth of understanding that I have today versus, you know, a few years ago, it's huge. And and like we keep saying, God uses everything we go through to change us, to mold us, to bring us closer to him. And so I, I think one of the biggest things, one of the biggest mistakes we can make is turning from turning from him in that and not clinging to him through the through the suffering. And so we are so thankful for all he has done in us and through us and continues to do in us. And and I love when Pat says, you know, life went from black and white to being in color because you realize, oh, my word, life is a gift. You know, really, you do when you when you go when you can lose your life, you realize what a gift it is, and, and we're so so thankful um, for that perspective. Well, this has been so good, and I I think we can see again that grumbling and complaining is nothing new, but we can get stuck in that rut of complaining instead of focusing on what you don't have in suffering. Suffering has a way of opening your eyes to all that you do have. It gives you a completely new perspective. Well, before we go, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to all of you who have supported us and who have grabbed a copy of In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake. We are so grateful. We love to hear from you. you, So please don't hesitate to reach out and share how God is working in your life through the book or through the podcast. We, We absolutely love getting those messages from you. If you haven't ordered your copy yet, or maybe you just grabbed your copy today, this is your very last day to get the extended pre-order bonuses, which include the first three chapters to start reading right away before your book arrives, and an incredible scripture memorization guide we put together to help you through anything that life throws your way. You can grab your copy of In a Boat in the Middle of a Lake wherever books are sold on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, ChristianBook.com, or more. And once you place your order, just go to InAboatBook.com to get the first three chapters and memorization guide to your inbox. Wow, what a great conversation today. As you know, if you've been joining us every week, each week we walk away with a key idea. It's the main takeaway, summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is gratitude isn't chosen by us, but rather grown by God in us. We'll also be sure to put that key idea in the show notes, as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. And as if we don't say it enough already, we're thrilled you're joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. If you enjoyed the show today, would you be so kind to leave us a review or rating? That is a tremendous help to us as we spread the word about Root Like Faith and we are so, so thankful for your help.